All right, so welcome to Unsigned 518. Uh, I'm here with Jess Hudak. Jess, hello. Hello. And uh, it's funny, well, not funny, I guess, but just it's a thing that we go back personally uh, at Over least a, a dozen years. It yeah. was at least a decade since I've... Yes. Since we've seen each other, it's Laid been about my a eyes decade. upon yeah. your visage. Yeah, and but your um, sister-in-law Jamie yeah. and I have been friends since we were both teenagers, That's, which yeah. is a little <laughs> bit of time. And then your brother Doug and I go back at least a couple decades, yeah. probably twenty-two to twenty-five years mm-hmm. or so. So it's a a small world, and you've done. So much in the last decade, like so much, (laughs) so much has happened. So I guess um, I'm asking for my own, my own personal uh, curiosity, but the the listeners will want to know too. What's up? (laughs) 10 years ago today. (laughs) Um, A lot. There's been a lot happening. Uh, I was on my way over thinking, my gosh, how long is this show? Because I got a lot to say. It it can be as long as we want it to be. (laughs) No, it's been a lot. I have even birthed two children in the past decade. But um, I... I'm originally from upstate New York, originally from Saratoga Springs, um, and I did leave Saratoga when I was, the month I turned 21 and moved to New York City and then moved to L.A. and then moved home and then moved to New York and then moved to L.A. and then moved home. <laughs> and there, that was actually a pretty quick summary of the the past 20 years, yeah. really. We did it. We got through it. Yeah, because I quick. met you in, in between one of those cycles. I it moved was... back to Saratoga for a brief amount after LA the first time, yeah. which when I was on that reality show about songwriting. Uh, what was that? Platinum Hits? Platinum, Platinum Hit Hits. on Bravo. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember I found out that you were on that show <laughs> organically, literally flipping through the channels and was like, what the fuck? I I'm recognize like, those like, bangs. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Jess is on TV on something like. Yeah, that was a that's a whole other show <laughs> right. to talk about that experience because nothing will make you want to quit everything in life than being on a reality show. <laughs> right. So moved home after that to kind of like figure things out, and I met my husband. He uh, was a bartender down at Nine Maple. Oh. Fantastic cocktails and yeah, live jazz absolutely. music. Shout out Nine Maple. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I met him there and we ended up getting married and moving to Brooklyn and then L.A. bloppity bloop. And uh, lots of crazy stuff happened, as happens in life. And we have made our way back to upstate New York the past couple years. And kids are in school now, which means I get like three uninterrupted hours of time <laughs> a day, which means new music, everybody. Yeah. It's taken a decade, but we're doing it. <laughs> and not only new music, but you're also, we talked a little bit, and like with almost every guest that comes on, we start talking too much before I hit record. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, we got to save this. But you were talking about repackaging music going yes. back a really long time and re-releasing it and then you've got new music coming out and so well there's a lot you know as someone who has experienced different eras like i've lived through different full eras of music industry like when i started it was like giant record deals avril lavigne vanessa carlton and then it was like oh the record labels have no idea what they're doing and i would know you know friends who would get signed and they would be making music all the time and labels would be like we don't know what to do with you and it's like they're doing it what are you talking about they just lost their minds (laughs) and now what i really like about it now is that you get to be in complete control of all your content and all your stuff so i I was thinking on the way over you know people a lot of times it's it's hard when you're an artist that you have to 
be in control of your own PR and all your promo and content creation. But also you get to do it yourself because a lot of times you sign a big deal and you just sit there doing nothing and you're not supposed to touch anything because they have a team on it, but no one's doing anything because they're doing their rambling in their own podcast there. Right. right. <laughs> but um, it's so I'm kind of I've leaned into it in the past few years and I love being able to make my own music because home recording, you can do everything yourself if you really want to. You can learn, you can figure it out. Right. And I've always been that like kind of mind that's like, well, I can I could probably just figure this out. So I'm just going to go do that. <laughs> and are you releasing it under your own label? I yes. So this is there's so much and I just feel so. <laughs> OK, here we go. Yes, I've done a lot of different projects over the years and collaborations and different pseudonyms and stuff. And it gets so hard to even explain to anybody what you do. Um, and I realized that I'm my own record label. So I signed myself. Sorry, unsigned 518. <laughs> Didn't get this one. Signed myself. Um, so a lot of times the biggest thing you need with a record label is like a varied uh, roster that you can manage. And boy, do I have a roster. Right. So I have an EDM project called Bang, You're Dead. <laughs> and um, another alter ego named Ponymane that does random stuff, you know, when I want to just kind of let loose and not think about things from my own style or brand that's pony mane she does whatever she wants i also have some anonymous instrumentalists that i am also that's, that's <laughs> sometimes awesome. well it's hard you know because having been through the machine of the bigger the bigger industry where you're dealing with like record labels and contracts and tv shows and lunches that go nowhere <laughs> <laughs> you know that and then yeah and then I got distracted thinking about a breakfast I had once. And I was like, this is really fancy and awesome. And I will cherish this moment because nothing will come of this. Yeah. So no, after, I mean, I don't know if I'm diverting the conversation, but like after Platinum hit, like you, I mean, I guess blew up would be the, you know. Oh, like, Australia. You were like all, you know, all over the place. And totally unrelated got... success in Australia with a song I sang for library music called Different Worlds. And it got picked up for a commercial and then was is like, I get so many streams a week. There's like million, you've got there's yeah, there's like millions of streams. A few million plays I think on I, Spotify. I think the last time I looked, it was like three and a half million yeah. streams. I mean, that's... And that song, I was a work for hire really? and did not write and make zero dollars off of. Because uh... it was, I just would, as a vocalist, you get hired to sing songs and you sign a paperwork that says you did this work for hire and... A year and a half later, it gets picked for a commercial, and then people are like, ooh. Right, and it's all under your name, but it... But yes, wow. so, you know, it was really, you know, disheartening for a while to be like, "It this doesn't really... It's cool that this song is so big, but I, you know, don't have any money, <laughs> you know? It's right. like, it doesn't really do anything for me in that way, but the thing that it does is I have enough regular listeners on Spotify because of that. So now if I can get that algorithm consistent cadence drip of releases, <laughs> it actually, people actually will find it, listen to it because of that platform. So. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, and I, you know, I mean, our band is super new. We've got a couple songs out, but I've been the one doing all the like uploading and the, you know, handling mm -hmm. of the distro kit and everything. And like realizing that there is like a, 
it's all singles based you know like those those things don't want you to make an album and put an album out they want you to put out singles and have it when it's spaced out like you said the algorithm it picks up momentum for it whereas right content like okay so back to the content creation repurposing content well a lot of people you think you just have to put out singles or they put out one song and they promote it that one time and then never do it again and they're like no one listened to my song Right. And you're like, well, did you post it every day? Did you make a new dance for it? Did you make pictures and did you make a slideshow and then make it as the heartfelt music behind it and then do <laughs> yeah. that every day and then repost it so that your story never goes away? It takes a lot. It and takes it's a like lot. you can be upset about it and be like, this is so stupid. Or you can be like, oh, yeah, I could do that when I'm sitting on the toilet. Oh, it's a job I can do while right. I'm sitting on the toilet. Then stop complaining and make some toilet content. <laughs> <laughs> some toilet content but i mean it's true like that's how you just you take you put the music out yourself but then you you know you yeah not having like a and r and all that like you have to do it yourself but in this day and age it's so easy it's not only more accessible to create the content but like the promoting of it and the the pushing of it becomes on you which is difficult but it is and you get exhausted of yourself and you're like oh my god but then you have to look at it from the outside in that way and try to be, you know, be your own label, be your own A&R and be like, what would I, if I just looked at this objectively as an artist, I'd be like, cool, good for them. They're posting a lot of stuff. They must be doing stuff, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you the- know, instead of internalizing it and be like, oh, I'm just, ugh. Yeah, it takes a lot at like the first couple like songs that we put out, like when, when it kind of waned down a little bit and I stopped paying as much attention to it, I was like, Oh my God, that was exhausting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every fucking day being like yeah. putting it on my Instagram stories, on the reels, on the posts. Have you done this? Like making this about yeah. it and like little videos and like it's so yeah. much. And, but the good news is you get to do your own art though on the other yes. times. There's always a balance with it and you can either be your own A&R and be your own label or not and make your beautiful music and no one hears it. That's another thing is sometimes you got to put stuff out. So... I've put some stuff out where I didn't really put a lot of oomph behind it. Just like in the dead of the night, a song was uploaded and I posted it a couple of times, but whatever. Never made videos. It's And uh, so what I'm doing now after the new single just came out and until my full album comes out, I'm kind of getting lyric videos made for some of my songs that I'm really proud of. And I think I think came out fantastic. So I'm I'm putting the the time and the money because it is expensive. So. Sure. You know, budgeting that kind of stuff. Be like, I could spend money on this song and this song while I'm working on this for free. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that costs nothing. And, you know, I'm 41 now. I've been doing this. I I was 12 when I first started performing at Cafe Lena. Shout out Cafe Lena. (laughs) Um, And I feel like it's taken me this long to kind of get my act together. So kids, if you're listening and it's hard, it takes a while. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of CEOs and a lot of head business people are in their 40s when they are the most successful. And having had that pressure, like my manager when I was like in my 20s, even when I was 25, she's like, don't tell people you're 25. Wow. Say you're 24. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what fuck the off. fuck? Oh, is? Like, yeah. I don't care. I get better as I get older. I yeah. get better at doing stuff. I mean, we started the band. <laughs> this is my first band of original music ever in my entire life. Yeah. And we started it when I was 40 fucking eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we're like, 
All right, let's do it. Why no, not? Tell them that you were 47. I do. I do. I tell them all the time. <laughs> I was a young one. I'm like, I'm 47 and a half. So yeah. obnoxious. No, I'll be, fi- I'll be 50 in, yeah. in like a couple months here. Congratulations. Three months. Three months. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you look, like don't look a day over uh, 47 and a half. <laughs> 47 and a half. <laughs> yeah. No, I released, and I just, it's funny you, you know, had this opening on your podcast because I just released my first music video. Yeah. In like a decade, in a decade since I last saw you, yeah. Um, and I w- I made it a dance video. I was like, I gotta dance. Oh, and uh, I I did. I choreographed a whole dance and hired one of my one of my musical babies. I used to like coach him with songwriting and all this stuff, and now he's like, t- he's huge on. Um, YouTube and TikTok. He's uh, a male singer. I say male because he does a lot of these like male cover of Celine Dion. He just did Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, and his TikTok of the Um, high note got Corvix. Got one million plays like immediately. And so it's so funny because I watched him grow from like figuring out his YouTube path to being like one of the biggest creators of (laughs) these crazy videos. And so he has a production company, hired him. He lives near Poughkeepsie, comes on up. We're we're shooting a video. I hired him for my next one. I'm so excited. It's so cool. Like that's another good thing about things taking forever is all these people and connections you've made along the way all still working. Now you get to be like, Oh my God, now we finally get to do that thing. We always wanted to do together. Cause I finally got my shit together. You got your shit together too. I got my shit together. That's amazing. Let's make a music video. And so the music video, you said you already did one. And it's released. It just came that, out. Is that last for week, superhero posts? Of, yeah, superhero posts. See, pose. I didn't even know that there was a video. Yeah, I, I've heard I the have song, posted it I'd... so many times. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> see, maybe I haven't seen this it. is the thing. Like people that you're consistently checking, and I I post it, make sure it's up every day. The link somehow. Yeah. And even then, it's and still, even then, it still falls. But through I, the it's cracks out. For... It's on YouTube. The song is streaming on all of the things. Yeah, I mean the song. I'm like I said. I've I was actually listening to the song this morning while Sweet. I was uh, while I was tidying up the. I produced band. it myself in my home studio in the in the dead of the night. Some of the scratch vocals are actually in that because sometimes I always record my scratch, keep a good version of my scratch because sometimes there's something when you're not trying. Right, right. When you're it's just like oh, I'm just gonna put this here, and you're like, oh shit. And I'm like, I can hear how freaking tired and like emotional i was when i recorded that so that i think verse one is like all all scratch, scratch? Vocal. really no shit. <laughs> it's something like that yeah. and so you recorded all all yourself you produce it all yourself mix master everything no i have oh, right. a right hand man named emin o'malley <laughs> and i've known him for 20 years he's one of the first people i met when i moved to new york he um was in a, a rock band called mr north and they're from Ireland, and they had a record deal back in the. That was back in those days of big record deals, and they were one of those bands that got snatched up in the dude rock band epic <laughs> thing. And I, I, Emmett's just always been one of my best friends. We actually did uh, the Enrique Iglesias gig together. Nice. <laughs> um, he played guitar for Enrique for like eight years, and I, I subbed backing vocals on one of those tours, which is. Another yeah, I, I remember seeing the pictures again of you on stage singing with Enrique Iglesias. Yeah, that was like, a fun week. Be like, I know her. You know, <laughs> like I'd see yeah. it that show, people be like, I know her. They'd be like, oh, Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> you um, know? Like, yeah, I we do. got to perform at like the Euro Cup final two thousand eight, and like be backstage for all like the Euro Cup like 
it was like fantasy land. Like a trolley would go by. Would you like some filet mignon? And then one would be sushi. One would be ice cream. It was crazy. Good times that that, that was. But anyway, Emmett, from those that whole experience and all my back in New York original days, he's like my dude for guitar. We've done tons of gigs where I'm on keyboard, he's guitar. We sing backup. We've supported other artists. Another good friend of mine, Jax, who's like huge and blowing up. She's on Atlantic Records. We used to be her like band when i was pregnant with ruby <laughs> no me and emmett and then we had a, a cover band with my uh best friend kim in new york we would do bar gigs as bitch fit <laughs> and that was just like because we just love performing yeah. with each other and doing silly covers and we would do our originals and like do real shows but really those bar gigs were like life man and he lives in LA now and he does all my mixing and guitars and he does some mastering um having another friend of mine do some uh mastering a whole record cool another another friend doing that he actually just mastered the new Dave Matthews record yeah. you you got your shit together man I got yeah. my shit together you're mastering you master my single <laughs> you know awesome, it's been it's like one of those things where you struggle for a long time and like my husband was almost killed in a car accident I remember that yeah, that was fucked that's up. what the superhero pose is kind of yeah. about um the strength from that and like we've been through so much and made it home and it, it's really, it's been quite an exciting time. I feel different than I ever have in just terms of having a handle on stuff, which means a year's worth of content backlogged. Right. <laughs> it's like, how to quell the anxiety as an indie artist is like, as long as I have some some songs I can put out for Bandcamp Friday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this Friday up, on Bandcamp, yeah. Yeah. the remix of Superhero Pose will be dropping. Sweet. True story. Content. I feel like we should just make me stop talking for a second and listen to the song. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, we can totally do that. <laughs> Let's uh we'll we'll stop for a second. We'll listen to superhero pose, Jess Hudak, and then we'll be right back to talk some more with Jess. To wake up, it's just not enough. I gotta stay tough. What if there's an apocalypse? Acups, a coffee to fuel me. I tremble and ready. I've been through it all now My true love almost died But my baby stayed alive And now I know there's nothing Can take my shine When I'm standing in my superhero pose Already wearing my superhero clothes Look like anyone but everybody knows I'm gonna fuck this shit up No, I won't Give up Superhero pose Already wearing my eyes Superhero clothes Look like anyone But everybody knows I'm gonna fuck this shit up Standing in my superhero Fake shit, we'll be obliterated. My laces are waiting when I'm standing in my superhero pose. Already wearing my eyes, superhero clothes. 
pose Already wearing my eyes to what your old clothes Look like anyone but everybody knows I'm gonna fuck this shit up When I'm standing in my superhero pose All right, so that was Superhero Pose, Jess Hudak And uh, Jess, you, I know you've maybe performed live sporadically but essentially since uh in the last half a decade or so you haven't really been performing live because right. you've yeah you it's this crazy it you know it's crazy how uh having children will just like <laughs> take up a lot of your time right. um yeah so i was gigging right up until i had ruby who's my oldest she's five and i was I was doing so many shows when I was pregnant with her and I was just like this glowing, you know, flowing hair, you know, my prenatal <laughs> vitamin hair. It was glorious. Uh, but then, you know, you know, then you have a kid and you have to like take care of them like all the time. <laughs> but, you know, my my husband informed me that, um, you know, when you get down on yourself like, oh, man, this is so hard. When am I going to get to do my thing again or just do something other with my brain do right. something else with my brain again because you just the the momness of it all it's like hard to switch that gear and doing music and making you know producing and writing it's just a, such a completely different part of my brain and it feels so good and it balances out all the chemicals and stuff so it gets hard when you don't get that opportunity for a while I get down on myself but my husband reminded me that even the uh the golden state killer took five years off of murdering right. and they were like why did he take five years off of murdering oh kids yeah the kids take up <laughs> a lot of time it's hard for everyone you can't do your hobbies <laughs> the first couple of years it know? is hard for everyone <laughs> it's funny because i listen to murder podcasts all the time and shit and i did not know that fact you know i don't know if he's just trying to make me feel better but uh he <laughs> he does his research <laughs> he's like see it is very hard yeah like, god damn it i can't go out and murder again <laughs> god, these kids are really wearing me down yeah. i was supposed to murder tonight and i fell asleep <laughs> with the kids oh god yeah so i i love performing you know with all the different things you have to do and be when you're a performer or a singer some people like to record some people like to perform i like to do it all right and I love singing live and I love especially bar gigs. <laughs> the three hours is finally enough time for me to sing right. all the songs <laughs> I want to sing. I love it. Uh, I get to try super fun stuff. Generally, those gigs pay you as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, when I'm like thinking of how if I book a show with tickets and I always break my back trying to get people to go and try to have a good turnout and all the pressure of that and uh and then you generally don't ever make any money it ends up costing you something and I don't enjoy that but I do enjoy singing for three hours in a corner and getting to have a, a free you know meal afterwards <laughs> right <laughs> and and it gives like i like those gigs you know i haven't done an acoustic gig in i mean i don't even i don't even know how long years but uh, i liked those for the interaction with the people yeah because like, it was kind of cool because you know like they'd be like hey do you know anything by so-and-so and you might be like you know what i do and yeah. like you get you know you'd get that well that was intimacy i guess or like camaraderie with the with the audience i guess and that's what's so nice when you playing a band with your friends yeah <laughs> my friends because between the three of you or four of you somebody knows 
a song yep. <laughs> or knows it or while you're fiddling they can look it up on their phone and hold the lyrics up for you yeah i miss that so much so i actually found a, a really cool place to play in saratoga and they booked me last month and have booked me again for february so i'm really excited uh if you've been in downtown saratoga eateries and you're familiar with the old Saratogian building that is now Whitman Brewing mm-hmm. um, and Walt Cafe. That's I said it backwards. But yeah, it's that's, Walt I was always confused because I thought it was just like Walt Whitman's. And I was like, Walt Whitman has a restaurant? Walt is the cafe <laughs> yeah. and Whitman Whit- is the brew hall. Yeah. And they have a really diverse you know, lineup of different musicians. And um, when the fella booked me, he said, uh, try to play as many originals as possible. Whoa. Ha, ha. That's Get not this. So, like, and then when I'm playing, he kept coming up and going, hey, can you turn it up? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the two things that you never hear. <laughs> never. Like... They're like, uh, I will be yelling, for, uh, play Freebird when I have enough to drink. And it's a beer hall. So people yeah, are getting yeah, yeah. all like yeah. super toasted. And Love it. that's always fun. One of my favorite things a drunk person ever yelled at us, a request they ever yelled at one of my gigs with my friend Kim was, uh, she's like, I had a request. I request that I sing a song. <laughs> did did she? No. <laughs> we did not let her approach the microphone. <laughs> so I'm just pumped to be able to to get out and play. So I'll be there on Super Bowl Sunday from twelve to three. Sweet. Not during the game. Calm down, everybody. Okay. Okay. I didn't even know what time the game starts. It's I'm not at a six thirty. Oh, all right. I googled it. <laughs> I know. Sp- Sports. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. know sports at all. Like, I, don't know. I don't either. And, yeah. uh, I know all my friends like the Bills. So like, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, cool. I guess maybe I might like sweet. the Bills by proxy, but I don't know. I, you know, take me to any live sport game, though. Tell me who we're rooting for. I will go hard. Sure. I will sure. go hard at that live sporting event. Yeah. But it is not a thing I'm going to put on my television. <laughs> no, no. You got better things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we're talking about live shows yeah. and actually talking about my old band and my best friend Kim um, leads me to the other song I would love to play for you today. Okay. One of the songs that I released, Into the Night. Yeah. Um, but also one that I produced myself, you know, in the night after my kids had gone to bed and... Um, I was trying to, like, get the get the energy flowing, get the... Get the inspiration going in my home studio. <laughs> this was when we had first moved back, and I wrote three songs that night, and two of them were pretty bad. And uh, and then the third one was Odonna. And I was like, okay, this one's actually pretty good. Because sometimes, dear listener, you got you got to just clean it out. You got to get some stuff out of your system. You got to stream of consciousness <laughs> right and get out all the stuff that you just want to say. And you know, if anyone just if anyone is artists or, if, you know, you get any bands listening and stuff and we can commiserate on all this stuff. I just I feel like a lot of artists are really hard on themselves and creating songs and songwriting and they want it to be good. And it's like you should write some bad songs. And one time I was like, I'm going to write the worst song I can. And it's now one of my favorite songs and it's going on the record. <laughs> I was like, I just tried to not overthink. I was like, metaphors, you're my mansion. You're my pool. When I need to relax, I dive into you. And I was like, I just wrote a country song that is like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it's that, 
getting all that stuff out of your system, not judging yourself too hard, and then listening to your gut and going, oh, I actually like this. Yeah, and the other thing I think it's following through because I had problems with that like when we first got going is i'd go to write like a little you know bass riff or something and i'd get 30 seconds into it and be like don't like it and then i would never revisit it Mm. and whereas i was like i'm just gonna force myself to see something through get it to where i feel like it's complete then look at it as a complete thing and then if i don't like it I can get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, don't prejudge yourself. Yeah, and that was another, if I could, if I could throw in a piece of advice, <laughs> yes. it would be just to follow through. And Finish even it. if it's a terrible song that you play five or six times and then you go, nope, it's an exercise, you know what I yeah. mean? It's sharpening your your brain, your songwriting tools. So like yeah. follow through in any song that you start to write, finish. And a lot of times you'll go back and listen to that song a couple years later and be like, actually, this is pretty good. Like, what was my problem back then? Like, why did what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I like to do that's also I consider a verse and a chorus. I consider that a full song because basically you just got to write verse two and a bridge. And to me, (laughs) I don't know, in my mind, it's like if I can get a verse and a chorus, that's a solid start. And I don't have to like. I think a lot of it is time constraint because I have children and like school pickups and stuff. So I've gotten a system down where I'm like, if I can get, I need to get at least a verse and a chorus done because then that's something really solid to build off of the next time I can go. And I can bounce a little mix, write the second verse while I'm driving in the car. There you go. You know, like I do that a lot. And do you write on the piano, like just like on the piano? Like if you were sitting down to write a song, like how would. It's different every time. Every time. Uh, sometimes I sit at the piano and I write a song or like, but also not because I use a logic and what's nice about recording at home is you put on your headphones and no one can hear you and you can right. make a whole masterpiece. Like so superhero pose, for example, you will have heard in the first verse, there's a string section that comes in. That was actually the first thing I wrote and I wrote the whole song to that string loop. I just wrote that string thing, made it ha- sound the way I wanted, cool, like the vibe, and I looped it and I wrote the whole song to that. Wow. And then I was wow. like, this I think is actually a full song. And I wrote the rest of the song um, and fleshed it out. I actually, for my last gig, I had to learn it on piano. I was like, I have never played this on <laughs> piano before. And I had to arrange it for piano. <laughs> Same with Odana. I wrote that to, I just made a little track i'll like just loop a couple things and then go from there yeah it's different it's rare that i get to sit at the piano anymore so a lot of times i make a track or if i write a piano thing i'll track the whole piano and bounce it and put it in my music library and sing in the car there you go yeah a lot of car writing usually um I, i will like hum melodies into my phone yeah and then listen to that on in the car yeah like just listen to it over and over and like you know and again you know i'm learning to accept that that not everything's gonna be good like (laughs) some things i'm like no i'll let that one go but you know some things that i would have let go i'm like those are actually pretty good and i like them yeah or having someone you can send it to so like uh i keep talking about my best friend kim she's um i consider her my (laughs) the cloud She's my cloud. <laughs> like as soon as I make anything, I put it in a message to her and uh, then it's saved in my phone forever because then I have it in my, it's all this technology. I love it. I'm yeah. using it. It's great. It syncs. I have it everywhere I go. <laughs> so yeah. 
Sweet. All right, so let's listen to O'Donna. O'Donna. Since we said we were going to listen to it well, a while ago. Well, this song is about... I knew we'd get off track. But... I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, no, I so know it all ties together. <laughs> this song I wrote about my best friend and how much I miss her because we were, it, we always like move. One moves across the country and we're together for a small amount of time and then the other one has to move. Like we're always apart oh. and like the times we're together, it's like insane. Like we're at each other's bands. We're collaborators were a great coaching team like when we work with artists and so this is one of those songs after having moved away from her again i that was the thing that night that was the truest uh inspiration and so this is my song for kim odonna not not her name it's not her name (laughs) it's art people (laughs) it is art yeah uh all right so let's listen to odonna uh jess hudak and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with jess Donna, you got what I wanna Hot mama, can I see you manana? I've never been so electrified before Your power, it's off like a hammer I'll never not want us together But the universe is keeping us apart too magical had to be tragic reality just couldn't deal it might explode if our bodies stay too close
All right, so that was Odonna, Jess Hudak, and uh, Jess, I want to thank you so much for coming out, um, especially like it was kind of last minute, you know, I had some scheduling issues and was like, I need a guest, and you were like, I'll do it, and you're here, so it Yay. was so easy and quick, and we got to catch up, because it's yeah. been a, a literally ten, a decade. 10 years, literally, <laughs> since the last time uh, we were in the same room, so it's cool to catch up, um, but before you go... Uh, like I give all my guests, I want to give you a chance to say your 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 gratitudes, your highs, your hellos, your your whatever. Uh, yes, hi, hello, <laughs> thank you. No, <laughs> um, let's see, so many people to thank. I know you said there wouldn't be Oscar playoff music, but I kind of want it for like uh, the aesthetic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll add it in post. I mean, there's there's a lot uh, in terms of my personal support network and the people that matter the most and support me the most and are there on the day to day. I got to say my husband, Dave, he's the best. Uh, he's uh, taking care of his own children right now <laughs> while I'm here. Every time you're when you're a woman and you go out, people say, is your husband watching your kids? And you're like, no, I just left them alone. <laughs> he's at a strip club. Like, yeah, what do you think? Know where he is. I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you think? Yes. His phone's on their, silent. No. They're with their father. Yeah. Um, Dave, he's the best and he's always trying to help out and he always packs my gear in the car and that's always great. Um, we mentioned at the very top of the show my brother and my sister-in-law and one of the cool things about moving back to Saratoga is we live on the same street. And so it was always a struggle being away from them for 20 years, basically. So basically I get to have them back in my lives and I'm very grateful for that. I don't know. This is like I'm thanking people, but I'm, these are the things I'm grateful yeah, for. Yeah. I feel like I'm at Thanksgiving and we're going that's, around. That's cool. <laughs> Your turn next, Aunt Nancy. Okay. <laughs> um, and then like my musical people like Emmett O'Malley. He's the man. He uh, he just he's like one of the best guitarists on the face of the earth. And I can just like call him and be like, "Hey, Emmett, will you put uh, face melting guitar solo on this?" Uh, he's like, "Yeah, great, bye." <laughs> <laughs> like he's the best. And uh, Kim, of course, she has an artist um, name. She puts out music as Billy Fien. Okay. B i l l i p h e n e. She's got a couple really cool songs out, kind of like an alternative kind of rock. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. You should just check it out. She's got a few I songs out. out. Um, she's my best friend and music pal. And uh, I'm sure I'm missing everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everyone down at the law firm. <laughs> my amazing <laughs> management team, which is me. <laughs> Not my old manager, not thanking you. You were terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you also to the upstate New York music scene because yeah. one of the nice things about moving back to this area is how supportive the scene is. And I'm like, Saratoga downtown stuff. You, I see you got your shit together. I got my shit together. Let's do stuff. Um, and, you know, your podcast and you know, keeping the passion and energy going in the local music scene. I yeah. think those are all the things I'm grateful for, man. Cool. 
All right. Well, Jess Hudak, again, thank you for coming out. I will link um, on the show page on Nippertown. I'll link to all your stuff so that people can find you easily. Woo! And uh, I want to thank you one more time for coming out. So that is Jess Hudak. I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and I'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.